welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we go live on YouTube for 10 minutes, read Wikipedia, say nothing, and then we do an intro for a podcast. It's all about the editing. That is how you make a podcast. <laughs> my name's David, and I've loaded up my dog gun, and I'm going to go and shoot Ronald Reagan so that Jodie Foster will fall in love with me. That's, that's <laughs> this movie, right? That's, that's that, this movie? It's uh, possibly... I'd like to watch that movie, whatever it is. Uh, you in the starring role, I think, you, and you've got the look. You've got the look right now with the with the hat. And a, beard. a presidential assassin. Oh, sorry, a pre- an attempted presidential attempted. assassin. Could you even fucking get it right? Could you? I mean, just think of it. Think this, of the, I can't even succeed at being a presidential assassin. So. Think of the house. Think of like the if we hadn't had the rampant neoliberalism that uh, Reagan brought upon us. Think of the house prices now. We'd all be living in a socialist utopia. Maybe not. Uh, my name's Sam, time. and uh, I am not a crook. <laughs> so this week, and by this week, as, as usual, and you'll tell in the next hour, uh, I do mean about three weeks ago, uh, we watched Point Break uh, from 1991. Uh, the, the the sort of like, uh, this is the the revelation that Keanu Reeves is a, is an action star. That's right. That guy from Bill and Ted, He's he, he can do action. Yeah. I mean, he can't quite act yet. He's, you know, he, he can, he can do, he, he's on, he's on the spectrum of acting. I believe. Like all great, like all great people in history, Sam, he had no idea what he was doing. And then he started getting paid to do it. And then eventually kind of caught up with, you know, the, the job, which he had been paid millions of dollars for, for years to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Keep give hoping it... our politicians will get there as well. But <laughs> again, it's a process. It's a process. Give it Fake eight it years, you make it. seven, eight years. And we're, 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 you know, running around the, the Matrix, pretty much doing the same uh, uh, character as he is doing here, which is like slightly befuddled huh? man. Huh? <laughs> what? So, I, mean, I missed the joke. Like that's that's the seem that seems to be kind of kind of Reeves' main output is just kind of like, like especially in this era, isn't it? Like the nineties, and uh, so we, uh, speed. We've done speed before. Um, it's the same guy. I mean, it's the same movie. It's the in a lot of ways. I do, yeah. I do have a theory with um, with Keanu Reeves because he, I I think the Matrix really did elevate him to uh, like a, a a different level in terms of where he sits in, as a, as an actor. Because when you look at his actual filmography, like there's there's I'm just loading up now. So we've got things like like Constantine, like. Oh, just what you know, like just him doing the same, the same thing again, looking serious, and you know. Then we've got obviously like John Wick, which is he's a bit more again looking. Bill and Ted is where he's the craziest, and I think the most fun. But everything else is kind of on the spectrum of like someone look being moody and and trying to be moody, and and that's kind of his whole thing. Um, well, his whole thing is like, so he did Bill and Ted, and that's like the, oh, dude, what, dude? What? And it's just like, huh? it's the surfer thing, which is kind of doing, actually does better in Bill and Ted than he does in this, I think, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you've got this and, and um, Speed, it kind of like his, hey, this guy can do action. The Matrix, I think, is like, that makes him an A-list celebrity. I don't think he's ever quite lived up to that. I haven't watched a lot of the John Wick movies, um, and by all accounts, they're a good um, genre movie. But I still don't think Keanu Reeves is like what, what you know, one of our premier leading men no. in, in terms of like acting ability. You know, 
But he is a meme, isn't he? He is a meme, oh, and that yeah. is half the battle. And thus far, to... has has not been revealed to be some kind of sexual predator or <laughs> tax tax evader or anything. I, like I that, think which we is need always a, nice. I think we need a jingle. I think we need a a ah uh, is 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 this guy a sexual predator? I think I think we get that a sound because... of Nixon saying, "I am not a crook." Yeah, and we just play that when somebody isn't a sexual predator, or rather, it has not yet been relieved, revealed that they're a sexual predator. So we get the I am not a crook who was a crook saying that he wasn't a crook <laughs> to signify that someone isn't a crook. Right. I think it I all think plays into the Hollywood thing quite but well. We do, Sam. I think we, it, it lends itself to the theme. Yeah, we, we do need. We do need. This is the problem. We do need to always be vigilant to the fact that most men, not most men. A significant number of men in Hollywood seem to be total assholes who will abuse their. Power I'd say probably most men in power seem to yeah, be yeah. assholes. Okay, okay. That seems to be a relatively like hard and fast rule. Yeah, it's the power. First, you get the power, then you get the sugar, and then you get the. Women. Then you assault a load of women and hide it for years and years and years. Yeah, and then build a fountain yeah. of 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 uh, a fountain a mountain of lies upon that. To and then you go quick. to Epstein Island, and it's it's all just one big thing. <laughs> and then you get shipped with Prince in Andrew. jail. <laughs> and then you kill yourself in jail, totally legitimately. <laughs> no suspicious activity there, Your Honour. No, but I think what we have established, though, as far as we can determine, is that Carter Canopy does not fit in this. <laughs> in this. It's going to age like milk if it turns out next week he's a proper scumbag. Ah, oh, really? Like um, it would be? If, it would be as. Let's dead, talk about you know, this for a sec. We always get bogged down, and do you know what? Do you know what? Like, obviously, it's horrible that these things have happened to these people, but like, there's a secondary thing where it kind of taints their their work as well. And I'm not I'm not trying to defend. No, it's predators, it's very secondary, but, isn't it? But yeah, 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 totally. But like from a totally selfish point of view, like Kevin Spacey is a good example of like a total scumbag. Example. Who, if you'd asked me five years ago, I probably would have said was like, I probably like all everything he everything I've seen him in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, he's, mainly because he, he's usually playing a total scumbag, and maybe there's something in that. But yeah. um, it kind of makes it difficult to then talk about the, that person's work without well, we, the conversation we, just being, how do we keep letting people get away with this for decades? I know, I know. We were talking about this, um, me and my wife were talking about this, in the context of she went to see the Elvis, a recent Elvis movie. and Oh, yeah. And, like... It was produced by or with the Elvis estate, and there's people still alive. Like he had, at age twenty four, um, had a, a relationship and then married a fourteen year old. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, like it was the seventies, I guess. Like, but but no, no, there is no defending it, and so. You kind of take all of his like, oh, Elvis is, and obviously he had a very difficult life and, you know, all the money in the world. Oh, it's so hard. But anyway, but you, <laughs> you end, you end up just, it ends up tainting his, his music. Same with Michael Jackson, the same with, um, uh, a famous jazz musician, I can't remember the name of, and uh, so you just, all of it, all of it just gets ruined for you, doesn't it? Because you're like, I'm like, yeah, I like Kevin Spacey movies. I think he's great in Usual Suspects. And I love that documentary about himself, American Beauty. American <laughs> I was just about Beauty. to say, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you but know, no, no, you know Sam, sometimes Sam, when Sam. someone, te- when someone movie, tells you. He decides not to statutory rape that girl. Yeah. He decides he thinks not about to do it. that. He thinks about it a lot. And I think that's yeah. probably. He thinks about it a lot. It's like he was, he was hiding in plain sight. And if someone tells you who they are, believe them. You know, like that is the thing. And I so, confidential. He's a total scumbag. Yeah, um, yeah. Like all these movies where he's the bad guy and you're like, oh. We just didn't see that coming. We just didn't see it coming that this guy's a bad guy. Why did we not see that coming? He only ever takes roles where he plays a total he had a sociopath, but that said, "I am a literal, you know, sex offender," and we all just thought it was a joke. Like it's just, I know, I know, and, we, and, and I think as long as, as long as, again, Keanu Reeves, as far as we're, can, as far as we're isn't um, we would like to issue a formal actually, statement on behalf of the Imaginary Movie Podcast that we, we, we are not casting any. Uh, aspersions or any slander towards Keanu Reeves, who, as far as we know, is an upstanding member of the community and seemingly seems to be a pretty nice dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm doing I'm doing the personal life check, which is to go on Wikipedia, go onto your favorite actor uh, or director or whatever else, and just scroll down to personal life and have a quick scan. You're like, oh, uh, if it's more than two paragraphs, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are we it's on? It's not just. They married such and such, and they have three children. You're like, mm, there's too much here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think we're okay. I think we're okay in the Canaries front for now. So let's get into this film. Let's get into a little bit of a plot summary. Before we I... get into that, Sam, I just want to address, and obviously our um, our esteemable colleague Ross has got what's it this time? Um, whooping cough. Hysterical cholera. pregnancy. That's hysterical pregnancy yeah. that's the one uh, <laughs> and we didn't know for weeks um and but you and him hadn't seen this movie before had you uh, no i had not seen this this is one of my you know i had obviously you, how could you not have seen this movie sam oh, fuck, we've talk, we talked about this in last have you week. even watched citizen kane at have night you <laughs> we, we talked about this last week and we talked about the um all oh, the chair leg on my seat is broken that's good um oh, that's we good. Talk- it's making a lovely sound for all of our listeners Clunk. yeah Clunk. We, we we talked we talked about how you know you, everyone has blind spots and maybe some people and they should deservably be given shit for that by their they friends. should and maybe some people on this podcast have more blind spots than others just saying but my point I'll was blind your spots <laughs> my point was is that yes i hadn't seen this film but i was very aware of it because i knew that this is you know, like this is the Keanu cast verse that we're building, and also obviously the scene where he points up in the air was is a very culturally cultural. Well, we almost versus... watched we almost watched Hot Fuzz. That was kind of like I, for some reason that was the movie in contention, and we decided to watch this instead. Yeah, and um, there's a Hot Fuzz reference to that in sorry, there's a Point Break reference to, in in Hot Fuzz, isn't there? I think um, Nick Frost. I had it. seen this movie, and this is kind of like the. Um, for a lot of more modern action movies, especially things in this sort of like John Wick kind of vein, and and even things like The Matrix, they kind of owe a lot to the things that this movie does, um, the things that the, Catherine Bigelow, the director, decides to do, and some of the action that we see. A lot of that is kind of like carried forward in in other, like like I said, Speed is. There's a lot in common with this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Hollywood's great for do that, but again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is. It set this. It set the template, didn't it? For I think, you know, where like, I'm gonna say it, the Thinking Man's uh, uh, action movie could go because as much as this is like, I'm you know, it's not over, overstated. It's not a 
highly cerebral movie that you have to... Re- but compare it to the schlockiness of Bad Boys. I think this is actually a little bit higher well, on, 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 the, on, the, on the spectrum of... This movie's trying to say something. Mostly it's like pretty facile and about surfing, but it's trying to like impart... There's a, a there's a really important thing that it's doing, which we'll get into, Sam, because you are right. There's a really important plot and story thing that we're doing here. Um, but give us a plot summary and then we can just splurge for like, I don't know, four minutes and then we can go home. Yes, well, see, now I've closed Because obviously we're in our professional podcast studio, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're on a professional... Profesh- on Imaginary Boulevard. Um, imaginary Tin. <laughs> Oh, the hammock district. So an FBI agent goes undercover <laughs> to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. It's one of those like, it's one of those great um, ideas for a film. You know, what if surfers were bank robbers? And pretty much from there, you can you can you can figure out where this is going to go. And it's it's a it's a nice um, it's a nice snapshot movie, a, a kind of world movie. Sometimes we've called it where you. You, you're brought into a universe and the universe is set out for you and it's kind of like you don't you wouldn't necessarily see the surfer dudes of 1990s LA like it's, as, it's a as, as, a, as an interesting it's a subculture movie in a lot of the same ways that like later films like the Fast and Furious are where yes. that is almost the exact same plot where a, a police guy goes undercover to catch um, street racers who were who were committing crimes and it's like, right, so we've got... And I can't help but think that the idea for this movie was surfing's cool, surfers are hot right now. Like, <laughs> we can film this for $4 on a beach in LA, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and just get a load of surfers as extras, which they did. Like, And, and maybe the whole movie kind of grew from that in a lot of ways. Um, and I think it exceeds that kind of like basic premise quite a lot. But it's definitely like... Do you know what's like sexy and hot is like a load of dudes on the beach playing football and like surfing yeah 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 that's 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 what you want big summer big summer and i think big summer movie it it, and it give it gives you a great like it gives you a great sense of 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 what life is like for these people it 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 introduces the culture as you say and then we get to see how they smash that together with the bank robbing stuff which is like pretty crazy and and probably my criticism of this film is like what what wait but they're bank robbers now like why are they bank robbers and it's they they seem pretty chilled out they're like they don't seem to have many expenses you know like a surfboard and cheap beer like that seems to be where they're at why are they robbing banks what are they doing with the money and questions bank go robbing on and is, on. is sexy isn't it like we've we talked about this uh, i watched heat recently um, and there's a movie where bank robbing is sexy oh, as shit. That film is dripping in in, uh, in in sensuality, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's all Pacino and De Niro, like just knocking. I fucking just like that. Mm. Yes, <laughs> you know, like yes, catch who, me, catch me, De Niro, catch yeah. me, <laughs> Pacino. Sorry, catch me, Pacino. Come get me. It's it, it is that, and and let's and also let's also just. Let's hit it right now. The homoeroticism in this movie is something to be absolutely celebrated and reveled in. The word in. that's been sort of chucked around is because it's uh, Catherine Bigelow directing, um, which is, you know, for 1991, like, somewhat laudable that like they got a woman to direct this quite 
masculine, you know, in its true, way. True, true, true. And again, I don't want to throw a parade because I think there was nepotism involved, but... Oh, she know, was still. married. She was married to James Cameron, executive producer of this movie. We can't <laughs> so. have everything, Sam. We can't have everything. Like I think women in cinema is one thing, right? Like let's just take that and be happy about it, rather than asking questions like, was she qualified? Was she inherently like better at making films? But I do think that she's obviously good at a job because she's, this is a good movie. Let, let's yes, let's let's move on from our cynicism of of Hollywood nepotism. But she is great in this, and I think it's you're very right to pinpoint her. The word um, that gets thrown around a lot in the reviews from the time is is female gaze. Um, I think because like if you imagine the, if this movie had even been made by by Jim Cameron or um, you know who's the explosion guy, Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael Bay or Michael. Yeah. If this was Michael Bay, this would be tits wall to wall. Like, do you know what I mean? And so, like, actually, it's quite refreshing that we only really get one um, female character in this movie. Um, for better or for worse, we can get into that a little bit, Laurie Petty. Um, but we get a lot of like really sexy dudes being really sexy, <laughs> and you know, in that Top Gun kind of thing, like we're all playing volleyball on the beach and it's all slow motion and everyone's nips are out, except Keanu yeah. Reeves, who presumably didn't have a good tan. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I, wears a shirt this entire time. I know. It's, it's so Patrick Swayze's got Patrick Swayze's got enough chest hair for the both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Bigelow's. Um, lead on this because the female gaze is is a good is a good way of describing it and unlike the male gaze it ends up actually being pretty positive and so what we get is like it's a kind of a romance movie in in a way because you've got this will they won't they like i mean they're not quite you know oiling each other up but Jenna reason, I mean, that's, I'm not saying yeah, that we shouldn't. But one of them gets a cramp in their calf, Sam. What are you saying? You're not going to help a bro out? Yeah, exactly. Like, they, <laughs> they, I bet there's fan fiction about that. Oh, Rule 34, of course. I'm just going to do some like googling while you talk. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a great, there's a great um, foundation of this film in that it is actually about the relationship between these two guys, and it, as much as it's a bank robber and. Um, uh, a, a, a you know police officer thing there's also like it's quite a spiritual a spiritual movie as well isn't it which is a lot, a lot of what a, it's a lot of what a Swayze I character. disagree I really disagree well sorry hold on because Patrick Swayze spends the whole time being philosophical and like talking about the nature of reality man and we need to just go with the waves man like it's rinsed through this and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that it's a bit deeper and their relationship and like as we see at the end of the film, uh, Reeves lets him go because of like a very convincing speech about butterflies. I mean, the way and... I took this, and we can, you've seen this movie if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> or you can read Wikipedia as easily as you can listen to us idiots talk about it. So we'll just talk about the things we want to talk about here. Like, I, I get what you mean, Sam, and the movie does certainly in the early bits portray the, the Brody character, that's Patrick Swayze, as like this sort of almost kind of kind of half cult leader and kind of half like um you know pastoral sort of <laughs> like dad of the group it's this weird but you are right and there is that all that spiritualism stuff laid in but for me the movie kind of takes that and then like it shows you the other side of the coin when they have the bank robbery when his friends die on the plane when he's you know had his um had Laurie petty kidnapped and all of this and you kind of show the inverse of that where you may be like for me that strips away all the spiritualism and all the 
all the truth that was in that, it strips it all away and says, actually, like, for all that this guy talks a big game, like, he's ultimately, like, a very selfish individual who's out to pursue the things he wants to pursue. And I get where you get the spiritualism thing, but I think this movie builds it up to then tear it down and kind of show you the, you know, the darker side of this Mm. guy and maybe, like, prove to you that while he may have had some good points, also, like, we do live in a society (laughs) to a certain extent. I I think you're right, but I think that the actual tearing down of, of the, you know, the aura that surrounds Swayze, I don't think it's hard enough. I wanted to see him kill someone. I wanted to see him, like, be completely selfish and brutal. And because, it, like, that's the point. The point is that they're living this, like, cool surf. Yeah, man, surf. It's all peace and love, man. Blah, blah, blah. And then they're going into bank robbers. And, oh, because and I hate this fucking line in movies. It's all insured. It's all insured. What What about, what about, do you think, do you think the, the, the security guard that has got, Lifelong PTSD. Do you think he can afford insurance in the hellscape that is America? Absolutely, he's not. Sam, Sam, they shot him. It's fine. He's dead. They shot him. Yeah. Like so. Don't even worry about when it, it. Even death, when it death goes service wrong, payout for his wife. It all worked out for him. <laughs> yeah. He's got. Like, he's he, won the American dream. He was shot on the job as a security guard, and his family gets to <laughs> have financial stability for at least ten years. So I, I just think I think we could have we could have maybe leaned in a bit harder on how. Well, Self, of the self-interest. Now, bank robbing movies. Bank robbing movies. Let's talk about one of my favourite films of all time, Bandits. <laughs> oh, you've never heard of it? No, no one has. It came out like tw- 25, I, I minutes after, 25 minutes after 9-11 happened. And so the, the whole world just... <laughs> 25 <laughs> minutes. The premiere was going on while the towers were burning. It was, uh, uh, it was mad. Uh, like quarter to 10 in the morning on a Wednesday or whatever the hell the, yeah. the day it was. That movie, that movie, I think is a is a is a, you know, does lots of bank heist movies. I like that movie because the characters are fundamentally flawed, and I think the movie. This but movie, in, though, in I think fundamentally Paul, flawed. Sam, their characters, like the actual like characters that you've written, but, and that's yeah. something this movie does well as well. Is that while Patrick Swayze might be like in an alternate cut of this movie, like a cult leader you kind of understand why him and his friends are doing the things they're doing and the logic of the, what they say makes sense and you don't you know in Ocean's Eleven you never like the guy who runs the casino he's never like likeable or believe you, do you know what I mean you never you never root you hate him. him you never you like hate him even though he's exactly, a complete victim exactly exactly <laughs> even though even though he these did people are robbing wrong. him he's done nothing apart from he start going nothing. out with this woman he's done nothing apart from start to see a woman who happened to be married to this guy Anyway, anyway, this isn't the um, this isn't the podcast where we talk fuck about you, Terry Benedict. <laughs> no, fuck you, Terry Benedict. But like in this movie, though, they kind of like go to great lengths to maybe kind of have more shades of grey. And actually, the people you really hate in this movie are all the FBI agents who aren't Keanu Reeves or um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're pointing. You're pointing. Gary Busey, because <laughs> I, I was thinking. Stop, stop, stop. Do you know what I was thinking? Because I keep seeing listen, Jake. If Busey you're listening things, to this, he, and he looks Dave, exactly like his dad. Dave, Dave gestured and pointed, put, put, stuck his front teeth out, and I was like, 
Yep, Gary Busey, there it is. That completely got it for me. But yes, apart from those are... two, you kind of uh-huh. hate all the other FBI guys because they're kind of the bad guys and we don't like them and they're coded to be like they're stupid in that that way that police are sometimes portrayed like the fbi agents in uh, rush hour are portrayed in the same way where it's like these fucking assholes think they own the world and they can do whatever they like because they're americans um so like we don't like them and gary Busey's a bit of an oddball generally and in this movie um and keanu reeves is like the fresh-faced um i love his backstory of like uh (laughs) he was a a, 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 a college quarterback who, who t- and threw out his knee and it's like, well, how did he pass a physical to be in the FBI? I know. So he sad. loses these guys twice because of his knee. Like, twice. He's yeah. like, oh, well, I'm obviously not capable of doing my job. Him being like a quarterback, uh, you know, Ohio State quarterback and rookie FBI. I mean, all, all of it is just like... I mean, they, they they even, you know, like Johnny Unitas levels of, of like... Well, they call him Johnny Unitas. Yeah, they do. And and it's... it's <laughs> Apparently, the the original working title for this movie was um, Utah. It was just going to be called U- Johnny, Johnny Utah. Utah. Johnny Utah. And I think Utah. Johnny Mnemonic taught us that we shouldn't have Keanu Reeves' name movies called Johnny. <laughs> just, we shouldn't have them. We're not allowed, no. We, well, we just needed we just need another uh, film to prove the theory, I think. So, yeah, we could, we could figure that out. Yeah, and throw a talking whale in there with like a mind device. Have you seen that movie recently? Uh, Johnny Johnny Five. What about Johnny Five? Kind of Reeves. Johnny uh, Five is reboot. different, but Johnny Mnemonic Sam he gets like a RAM upgrade in his head. It's, it's a whole so thing. Stupid. If I remember, yes, such a stupid film. So yeah, we've got John C. McGinley as the um, as the the the, like the police chief who's gonna. I love you John know, C. Damn it, Ramirez! Um, like as he always, he aged for about twenty years, and then he aged like all of them at once. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he was the uh, he was Doctor Cox in Scrubs. He was um, in The Rock. He was one of the Navy Seals. Oh yeah, I love him in The Rock. He's so shouty. He's actually more shouty in The Rock than in this, which is quite good going considering. So that, uh, so yeah, you've got the you've got the the kind of and they they are the antagonists, aren't they? Really. And and I do like I do like the exploration of you know police guy undercover. If I was sending someone undercover, I really really would not pick like the Utah State quarterback. They even recognize him as such yeah. when they're like on the beach. You're like, is someone going to maybe like these are bank, these are literal bank robbers? You know, maybe like Google around. I mean, I have, they can't Google, but maybe they would also make like some phone calls, send a fax, you know, check their pages. Also, Maybe someone who can surf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's fine. I think it's it works fine in this movie. But it is, does stretch the imagination a bit that they're sending him undercover to, like, infiltrate these surfers. It's a bit like sending Paul Walker undercover, except he can't drive. And the movie <laughs> is these street racers teaching him how to drive. You know? That's kind of the same thing. Is like, he just shows up on a bicycle and is like, Hey, guys, I like cars. That driving sounds fun, doesn't it? So remember hands on 2 and 11, Paul, okay? And then we're going to feed it round. Keep your hands on the wheel. We're going to feed it round. And then, oh, no, oh, sorry. I've just, I've had to put on the brakes for you with the other set of pedals that I've got in the learner car. Sorry, Paul. You won't be <laughs> You won't be Vin beating. Diesel's voice. You have to be, now, Paul, drive slowly. <laughs> we're going to approach the lights. We're going to stop. Because it's all about family. Family, yeah. 
go watch. And I generally don't know which one we're talking about here. Either Gone in 60 Seconds or um, the other one. Uh, uh, no, Gone in 60 Seconds is the Nicolas Cage oh, one. Oh, that's Nick Cage one. What's the other one? Then? Where he's doing his weird sexual thing with everyone in the movie. So that's a very different energy. To so it's Vin Gone Diesel in 60 one, Seconds. Vin Diesel and... has no chemistry with anyone in the movie. But what's the, what's the film? What's the, what's the film, the other one? Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. There we go. I could remember. Thank you. So I completely confused. Sam, there's nine two. of them. There's nine oh. of them and two spin-offs and a cartoon. There's so many. So much of this franchise. <laughs> it's one of the biggest franchise in the world. It's not. I think it was like the. It is like the eighth. I think it was bigger than Lord of the Rings. Go back to our previous episode. I'm sure I listened. It's quite high up there in terms in of like, funny uh, way. So, franchises that have made cash. Let's talk about the and the employed bank, Vin Diesel for over a decade. Yeah, yeah. Two decades. Keep him. Christ, that first movie is from 21 years ago, I think we decided when we watched Someone's it. got to pay for all that, you know, dome wax. Head wax. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't cheap. Not when it's made with the, the, the crystallised tears of orphans, you know, like Vin Diesel demands <laughs> the death. Um, let's talk about the bank robbing in this film. Got to say, pretty disappointed as a bank robbing movie. Like, the, ex- the, the president's things is great it's a great great um visual doing the impressions is fun and like they kind of lean into it it's it's good um i wonder where you get enough of it and i want maybe more of like the planet and then there isn't planning and i guess maybe that's where you know we were talking about bandits earlier like that's a movie where the planning is kind of the thing isn't it like the whole the night before and it's a whole sleepover thing whereas this is much more like how actual bank robbing happens which is Someone just goes into a bank with a gun and robs it. <laughs> There's not much planning involved. You just you go in and you rob it and you, you're off. <laughs> yeah, and like and like many movies, um, you know, heist movies, I like Bandits. In fact, let's go back to my favorite movie, um, Bandits. You can't you can't do this anymore. Like this was a this was a slice of '90s life. Everything was great. We love the '90s. Let's go back to the '90s pre 9/11. Everything's great. There's nothing really bad going on. Massive economic prosperity. We haven't had a financial crash in, you know, like days. Everything's great. And anyone at any point with zero repercussions can walk into a bank, steal some money, and it's okay because it's because it's insured. And nothing... In fact, I think that's actually how most people made their money in the 90s. They would just rob a bank once or twice a year. And everyone would be like, oh, it's your turn. It's your turn to go. There you go, mate. Just have it. It's insured. It's fine. Nobody loses. Nothing bad goes uh, can possibly happen. There's and um, that's I know this isn't related at this. all. I know this isn't related at all. But the movie Free Guy, um, this is this is going to be quite a reach of a tangent. Um, is a is a like a GTA Online type game? Is the the universe? And Ryan Reynolds works in a bank. Uh, the cat, the NPC that he plays <laughs> works in a bank, and so they do get robbed. Every every time they're in there, it's like, oh, we're getting robbed. Everyone just like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like a an established like they're all smiling like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, great. The money's over there. You just and it's like so routine. And yeah, you're right. Like they maybe the seventies were like the peak of bank robbing though. Like in yeah, but seventies feels dirty. Seventy feels like you know we're actually gonna hurt people. Whereas nineties bank robbing is just like, hey, we're just a bunch of funny guys in masks. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a crook and you know like uh, you are Richard Nixon yeah you weren't charged because Gerald Ford um, pardoned you you. it was a total shit show (laughs) Nixon welcome to Nixon cast are you listening Richard dick 
Uh, who knew we were going to have so many jokes about these presidents? Who are the presidents? So we've got J- uh, is JFK one of them? J, I think it's JFK. I think it is Ford. It's um, Reagan. No, it's Carter. It's not. Ford. No, sorry. Carter. Yeah, it's Reagan, Carter, Nixon, Johnson, um, and and there's lots of and it is it's just quite light and it's good. It's good. It's good. But my point was is that actually in a bank robber movie, kind of like to see a bit more of the process of bank robbery. Now that's maybe not what we're going for, and. You know, but there's you, you are the, the bank robbing is light in this film, and I think that's because of what we've already um, pr- praised the movie for, which is that the focus is on like the relationship between these characters and how they're going to get through and and all this, you know, how they're going to try and un- uncover the plot of what's happening. How is Keanu Reeves going to learn how to surf in like twenty five minutes that he's got to do? So. How is Keanu Reeves going to have going to learn how to swim in this movie? Um, it really is that. There's a whole scene with because um, the the Laurie Petty character is my kind of my only real problem with this movie is that it's the same problem with a lot of action movies of this era is like women don't exist in this universe or if they do, there's one <laughs> and they're a love yeah. interest and then everyone else is like an unnamed um, attractive woman with no lines who is leaving some guy's bedroom and this movie is really really guilty of that like. And speed two, and it's kind of like that's fine. It's a movie, but like also women do exist in the world. Like we come across them every day in all sorts of places. <laughs> um, and it's kind of where like the line of reality is like, why is this one? And so Laurie Petty for some reason agrees to teach Keanu Reeves how to swim. Sorry, surf. Um, because he the- because he used his galaxy brain powers and say. I I also lost my mum and dad, and like yeah, what he does, Sam, is he um he abuses his his FBI job to um play on her trauma and manipulate her. Like yeah. Johnny Utah, you're not a good Bad. guy. <laughs> this well, no, that's complete... run away from you at the end of this movie. That completely reads as a cop thing to do, though, doesn't it? Let's you know, let's not let's not this. In fact, that's probably quite light. Uh, that so, you know, in terms of the, uh, the the conduct that we could expect. I was going to say, no police. black people got shot in that exchange. I suppose <laughs> that's that is that is a statement of fact. That is a statement of fact, and not something you could say about most most interactions with the police. Yeah. Oh no! Here come the police to cancel us. Um, so, no international yes. waters, baby. We're not in America. <laughs> But so it does. It does. Yes, it does. Laurie Petty's character does not have a lot to do. Really, she doesn't. But she's I also. Her, I think she has good chemistry with Reeves. I think her performance is good, and she's kind of like the um, in the very much in the Fast and Furious in a similar way. She's kind of like the conduit through which the informant is introduced to the gang. Yeah. She's an important and then story. The point, movie, isn't she? because of pacing purposes, very wisely has her damseled so that she's not on screen distracting us from the raw sexual chemistry between Patrick Swayze and anything in the room, chair, table, lamp, yeah. Keanu Reeves, yeah. whatever. Yeah. He is he is magnetic, isn't he? Oh. And I think like I think he is a real significant reason why this movie works as well as it does. Because if you don't have him and if you have, you know, I don't know. There's a line. There's, there's a line right between Patrick Swayze over here, which I think is he's he's on the kind of maybe the sexual end of the scale. You know, he again a bit mystical, 
bit, you know, philo- philo- philosophical. Cult leader. I'm, I'm not joking about that. There's a real kind of like, but there's something powerful about this guy. I think it is. But let's maybe think about let's maybe think about where we could recast this because I think if you went the opposite end, the crazy end, someone like Nick Cage would be amazing. <laughs> but the dynamic would completely fall apart because it would all be about. That's when we'd get to see the real fucking craziness. We get to see. I think. Do you know what? I disagree. I think. I think Nick Cage would be crazy, but I think in that, in that weird way, you know, in The Rock, or um, there's a weird vampire movie he's in where he no, thinks he's being in the a rock, vampire. When he shouts, like, when he yeah, shouts and but says, "What I'm saying, Sam, is that me you, a, you know, and me, like, and every other person in every other character in the movie would be like turning and being like, "Is this guy okay?" Like that's because what I'm he's just I'm not so saying you're mad. I'm not saying as a replacement. I'm saying in terms of where this fits, maybe someone in the middle. He's a Batman villain. How has Nick Cage never played a, played a Batman villain? He's I already guess. a Batman villain. He's, he'd be great at it, wouldn't he? Why hasn't he played the Riddler? Why isn't he what's, just the Riddler in real life? What's the What's the name of? Oh my god, my recall is absolutely terrible. What's the name of the of, of the the guy in Thirty Rock who accidentally shot a guy? Jesus Christ! Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah. So I think Alec Baldwin would be like he. He's like the chaotic neutral, maybe. Like Nick Cage is the is the is the completely out there. Maybe Alec Baldwin would sit as like a more menacing feel. Whereas Swayze, I think, is so perfect because he manages to get the. He's the raw sexual energy. He's also got. And he's the one character in this movie that kind of needs to be buying his own bullshit. Like Keanu Reeves, and we we do a half-ass job because. For so much of this movie, he is pretending in character. So, like, the fact that he's not an amazing actor in this movie, I think we can agree on, is fine because we're not... Do you know what I mean? Because he, he's undercover, so we kind of buy the fact that he's a bit, like, stuttery and a bit not comfortable in his own skin. And maybe he's a really fantastic actor because he sells all of that. But I don't know. But Patrick Swayze, I think, is just like a... You know, a force in this movie. And he believes yeah. everything he, he's selling. And he's got this, like screen presence which you know there's a reason he had such a wild career there for a while and look at and look at you know look at the patrick swayze catalog obviously dirty dancing he has to he has to lean into that absolutely i mean he was breaking him his his himself jumping off that stage ten thousand times like he he commits to what he's doing and i think that commitment that utter humorlessness in his acting brings it brings this movie up. It brings this movie from like awkward interaction, or maybe maybe like uh, Reeves and 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 the Bodhi. Uh, is it Bodhi? Brody? Bodhi. Bodhi. Maybe his character. They hate each other more. Like that would be something else. I think that another actor would bring to. I think that would be what Alec Baldwin brings to it. Nineties Alec Baldwin. That is. Nick Cage would be absolutely off the charts. He'd be like one of the henchmen who's coming. You know, like yeah, come on, we'll just we'll just fuck. Just mowing people down in in the banks, whereas Swayze centers the movie and it centers um, the movie around these two characters and their relationship. And so, when we, at the end of the film, when we get this great like, I'm here, I'm going to bring you in, man. It's like, oh, I want to surf, man, and that's that's pretty much all I've got. I just want to surf. Can I surf? Can you let me surf oh, one more time. I definitely won't run away. And then obviously because you'll be killed by the by the by the surf. Yeah. Then yeah. uh, there is a certain amount of you know it it kind of like you said Sam it, it pins the movie down, 
Um, let's talk about the action in this movie for a little bit, and I'm sure we'll circle back to Gary Busey because there's a separate conversation to be had there about how he's talk about crazy. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although actually, actually, Gary Busey seems to have something going on that he's turned into. Uh, he had a he had a car crash, quite a bad no motorbike crash. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I he's believe. great. I think in this, he did suffer he? some. He did. I can't. Remember, I don't know if this is before or after. <laughs> Um, but he did suffer some some brain damage, I believe. Um, mm, mm, and uh, yeah, I don't know. This I isn't the reading from Wikipedia podcast, so I'm not going to look it up. No, um, but, but the action in Google this movie, it, the action in this movie, I think is is phenomenal. So we haven't really mentioned the fact that obviously Keanu Reeves is investigating this crime. He initially thinks, as you always do, in the Fast and Furious. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think they just stole this script and put cars every time there was a surfboard in the script. Um, because he initially thinks it's it's this other crew of guys um, who are you know a bit bit more edgy. They get in a fight. They're the, they're like the bad guys on the beach, and they don't like Keanu Reeves because he's a shit surfer. This is the guy his, like, from armband, armbands and his floaty like things around his middle, and they're like, "Man, you're just getting in our way." <laughs> uh, totally fair comment. Like, this guy can't swim. Get him out of the sea. Uh, but they kind of like have a. Um, I think I think the the bust scene where they break into these guys' house, the movie kind of never surpasses this like high point for me in terms of action. Oh, this is like, one of there's the a lot greatest. more emotional involvement later on with what's going on, but this action scene is phenomenal. This is one it's of the greatest brutal scenes I have ever seen, and and it's not about what you see, which is it is it is brutal and it is like graphic and. Like it's it's about the it feels very real and it feels the tension that they manage because the cops to, shoot everyone yeah <laughs> yeah 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 the tension that they manage to ramp up is wild because he knows um you know they, they, the radios don't work so they're trying to like Cause, no they can't hear in. them over the lawnmower yeah over the lawnmower the lawnmower yeah of course and which uh, I think by the way that is such good writing like, there is so much skill involved in this like all the stunt people and the pacing and the shots you're using and they can't hear each other over the lawnmower gary Busey's at the door saying he's looking for a lost dog and they can't get across to anyone each other on these different sides of the but i don't know why keanu reeves is there to fucking start with but they can't <laughs> communicate don't go in because these guys are gearing up like they're fucking you know, like the bad guys in Die Hard. they are pretty armed yeah they are packing they are they are they are hitting normandy revolvers this is like they're hitting normandy beach you know like within the next 20 minutes yeah they're taking out nazi gun emplacements yeah yeah i'm surprised they have a flamethrower you know like that's where (laughs) it's no it wasn't it's not a tarantino film sam come on (laughs) no it but but it is it is great and it is and it's one of those anchor points in the film isn't it's a real set piece and what it and i think you, what you end up having in it, though, is as much as it is, you know, machine guns and very bomb. Like the bit with the woman like attacking the, the the cop and she's naked and she's screaming. Like it feels very, it feels very much like this. This feels quite grounded, and it feels like they're. This is the type yeah, of thing that, that happens would, to me every day, Sam. Every yeah, day, it's, it's great. Really sexy women jump out of the shower naked and attack me. It's what really, I mean, really what I mean though, is that it feels Tits like flying everywhere. It's great. <laughs> it feels very. It feels. It feels like when you when you go and do something like this, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, the unexpected, and they're just completely unprepared. 
for what's gonna what's gonna go on. So the whole and and, and then all throughout all throughout the tensions building, and we don't really know what's happening. And then we get when it comes a shootout. It becomes much more of like a, but not a shootout like in Bad Boys, for instance, where it's just gunfire like shattering your eardrums for forty minutes. And they've all got quips. Yeah, exactly. Know, like, and we have to, and then we pause, it's, and it's all silent so that someone can say a funny. It is terrifying. It's, there's no it? dialogue in this. I don't think not much anyway, other than people sort of shouting obscenities and things. Not a lot of dialogue, and you have, by the way, the bravery to actually like, oh well, it's this old-fashioned lawnmower that's spinning, and you're like, someone's going to get their face pushed into that. Well, that's but what I then, said. Like, that's what yeah. I said. I was looking at it. I was like, you know, you you, you see the lawnmower, and and the, the shot the shot choice is very good as well because they are like they put it down where you you know he's it's following the the mower as it gets, and you think. If someone doesn't get their face shoved in or near that lawnmower, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna complain. I'm gonna write a letter to the BBC exactly. and complain about this because this is our Chekhov's right. lawnmower. Chekhov's lawnmower. It must happen, and we get a great, uh, uh, you know, great go at that. Although, does uh, he shoots it? Doesn't he? He shoots the lawnmower. So yeah, Gary Busey has magic bullets that turn turn uh, mechanical equipment off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, last sin in uh, last sin in Moonraker where they shot the displays on a plane. You know the, the dials on a plane broken and, now, <laughs> and the engine just stopped. Like what? Yeah. What? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Trope, um, trope alert. <laughs> we had a um, we had a, my brother-in-law and I rented a, a big dumper thing uh, to help with some building work, and we tipped it. Uh, off this like little embankment because obviously we're dickheads and we don't know what we're doing. Uh, there's an emergency stop on that. Didn't stop. Nap started burning its own oil. Just and then we we're like, oh, so we'll just it'll keep going until it either explodes or stops. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we could have riddled it full of bullets. I'm not sure would would have stopped it. Um, you know that's just not how machines work as a rule. Yeah, like, I think you probably great. wouldn't have got your Maybe they're back. EMP bullets, Sam, somehow, and that turns off a petrol engine. Um, ooh, well, that doesn't work. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I certainly, I think it would be very appreciated at certain points if you could just... Although they're like access... tech bullets. They're tech bullets. It's from this video game, not a logic, Sam. They're tech bullets. They turn there things off or hack yeah. it. It hacks it. Hack Bleep. the lawnmower. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the little mini game where you have to match all the symbols, and then it unlocks, <laughs> and you, you've got control of the lawnmower. Yeah. I think that well. Let's hope next time you tip some kind of machinery that, that you can you can utilize that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you have all this scene, and somehow Gary Busey isn't killed. Um, and again, the whole scene is just fantastic. The cinematography, I think, is really really good. A lot of over the shoulder um, shots, a lot through the cracks of doorways. It's it's kind of all you want from an action scene, I think. Um, in a way that maybe like we can talk about the, the sort of the, the ending to this movie, which is actually in a different way. Um, I kind of wanted more of this in this movie, and then the reveal at the end as well that there's one of these guys is an undercover DEA agent and they've just fucked up like eighteen months of his life being undercover. Uh, is just oh, perfect. Tom Sizemore in an early role as well. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it 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 kind of goes to the thing of like the the cops are pretty fucking incompetent all the way through this movie like they don't really ever get what they're after you know they've they managed to fuck up and fuck up and fuck up and you think well there you go there's billions and billions of us dollars well you know taxpayers dollars at work like incompetent and arrogant and like do you know what i mean they they know better 
and that's not spiritual it's, it's all man. goes that's connected to the ocean man. it all goes yeah. to sort of like building up bro uh Bodhi, not Brody, Bodhi and and his crew because and that's why keanu reeves has got the allure of it is because everyone else he works with is a fucking dickhead and so he's like yeah they are all horrible and these guys are pretty chill and you know we just get drunk on the beach and there's loads of sexy women in bonfires and he wouldn't like that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah so the um laurie petty figures out what's going on though doesn't it we get a couple of other bits but let's you know you've seen you've seen the we movie. have the we have the president's thing where keanu reeves chases them and he's not disguised. Um, I didn't, I, you know, I thought that was, pr- I, yeah, well, there we go. They again, it's, it out, didn't they? it's fun kind of Ferris bueller um, cinematography here of like jumping over fences. I really got a chuckle out of, and I don't want to not mention it. The dog um, cannon. The dog cannon. <laughs> where <laughs> Patrick Swayze in a mask uh, is running away. And is he, uh, is he J- uh, Reagan? He's um, Reagan, yeah. He's running away <laughs> and he's like running through this house and Keanu Reeves runs around the corner and Patrick Swayze stood there and he throws this dog at him. Right, so there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. Number one, the movie is asking you to believe that Patrick Swayze is running away. He knows that um, Keanu Reeves is chasing him. He stops for long enough to pick up this enormous dog and wait round a corner and be like, wait for it, shh, 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 and go, get him. Right, and then he's running away again. Have you saved any time there? No. Have you stopped this chase? Number two is... For filming that, they had to use a real dog in um, in the shot where you see Patrick Swayze holding it. That's a real dog, I think. Um, but it's a puppet they throw at uh, Keanu Reeves and that he, like, fights off. Ooh. And I just think, that isn't a really simple shot in this chase scene. That isn't like a, right, set it up, pick the fence up. That's quite, like, a lot of choreography for Patrick Swayze <laughs> throwing a dog at his pursuer. If Who someone wrote threw- that? Who greenlit that? What seven or eight stunt people and puppeteers and makeup designers getting filmed someone and set up that paid, shot? Someone was paid a lot of money to orchestrate that. If someone threw my dog at, um, he would just like he would just look at me like, what? He he's not going to instinctively attack, and and if he can hold the dog <laughs> long enough, surely he's getting bitten. And you think all this time, how long have you been there? Thirty seconds, forty seconds. Who know? You could have you could be forty seconds down the road. Or you could have hidden somewhere. Like I always think that in chases. Why are we? Why are we just running in a straight line? Why are we hiding? Yeah. Just hide somewhere. Just get right underneath and just stay there for the rest of the day. You know, just piss there. It's fine. You you can you'll get a. You know, it's just nonsensical. The dog is nonsensical, and this whole chase. Also, you're in is, disguise. Surely, if you don't know who's ch- you, you know, you just run into a crowded place, into a back room take off your shirt jacket and your tie and your mask and get rid of them and then just walk out i know it's, oh, it's so, just some dude in a except shirt. except and this is right we need we need we do we, we need to we need to press ahead because we there's so much madness that comes up after this point so you could do that dave except we know and um patrick swayze knows that kind reeve knows who they are because at this point he's seen them He's seen the guy, he knows who's chasing him, and he knows that that's the dude I've been fucking teaching to surf for the past four, four days. And so Swayze, uh, Reeve, for some reason, doesn't shoot him because, you know, he's like the ocean man and all that stuff. And they look each other in the eye for what feels like minutes, and they obviously acknowledge... And Reeve says, I love that man too much to shoot him dead. 
I like, killed four people this morning. I can't kill another person already. I, 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 you know, I just can't. And then, and then we get. But it's to, a very iconic scene, though. This it is, is iconic, that, but I think it's this overall. is the scene that's parodied in 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 Hot Fuzz. Like it's a scene that kind of like you talk about sort of genre movies, and this, there's a reason why this is kind of the peak of the genre because that is silly. When you talk about it like that, he falls, he hurts his knee, he's got a gun, he can shoot this guy in the leg, Chekhov's whatever. Knee. You know. Chekhov's yeah. knee, uh, Chekhov's um, football career-ending knee injury, um, <laughs> and like he can shoot him. He doesn't have to kill him, but he can shoot him. And like he has the ah, the angst of like I'm literally shooting a gun in the air, and that is my like way of getting out aggression. And silly, like silly. On the I face move of it, po- that's deeply, deeply silly. I want to move on for it because it's it is only the foundation of the of the silliness. It isn't even the peak because. Fast forward the next scene-ish, and they're all just like hanging around the fire, you know, saying, well, that was a bit bad, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, that was a bit bad, but, you know, like, let's just carry on. Fine. And then there, and then here, here comes here comes limping uh, Keanu Reeves. And he's like, hey, guys, what's up? You know, like... No, he doesn't. Anything. No, 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 no. He does, because they invite him. They invite him to go skydiving. I'm, I'm, I'm no, being, no, no, Sam, I'm being you, facetious. You're confused. No, but literally what happens, I just want to explain it because I don't know if you, your dementia, your own personal dementia has gotten in the way here. Keanu Reeves doesn't go to their house and be like, oh, hey, guys, it's fine. Don't kill me. He's sleeping with Laurie Petty. She, um, I think, finds his badge or something and she storms off. He goes back to sleep like any decent man who's just had sex. Um, and he wakes up and Bodie's at his door. And he's like, oh, come on, man, get yeah, dressed. Yeah. I'm We're being skydiving. I'm being facetious. What I'm saying no is... Facetiousness. I'm no facetiousness. Moratorium on being facetious. What I'm saying is that basically they just like, they're just fine. They're just, everyone knows. They both know who each other are. And he, he invites the him subtext. to sky- Shut up. The just subtext. shut up a fucking second. Just shut up a second. Right. I don't want to hear about your thoughts and reality. I'm... This is the <laughs> you stupidest... Wanna, you don't want to hear about reality. This is the stupidest part of the film because... Everyone knows who each other are, and he invites him on on a fucking like death trap ride to say, "Hey, want to come skydiving with us?" And Keanu Reeves is like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. That's fine. I can skydive. Nope, this is this is fine." He doesn't Did he want not? run away. He doesn't. He doesn't try and resist in any way, even though he knows what's going to come. And then, and then, the stupidest, second stupidest part of this thing is that when they're up in the air. They all joke about <clears throat> parachutes and packing parachutes and blah blah blah, and they all swapping parachutes around, and it's all. F- and they do not kill Keanu Reeves. Why? Why do they not do that? Because that would be the ultimate, and don't that would be the ultimate way for them to get out of this situation. Because then they'd be like, "Well, the cop's dead. We can just fuck off and do another bank, or we can go to Mexico or wherever else." It's stupid. It's a great, great, amazing stunt. I love this stunt. It's a such a cool that, scene. I'm not going to show make this sense, time. but I, I, I kind of get what you mean. But like, do you not think that that is actually a really tense scene? Where I get what you mean, but obviously they know who who Keanu Reeves is, and he knows who they are, and they know that he knows who they are. Um, and that he knows that they of, know that they know who they are. Exactly, knows, yeah. exactly. It's all very complicated. But they come in, and be, but because they're acting normally, Keanu Reeves, who like. He doesn't necessarily quite know how to act in this situation because they come in quite normally in acting, but it's also like this implied, like, oh, come on, man. And if he says, oh, hold on, 
and you know so what i how i read it is he's like he's going along with it because he's like well, well if i suddenly stop and say listen this is ridiculous we're all grown men here you're bank robbers and i'm an fbi agent right that's <laughs> when they might shoot him so maybe he's going along with it to be like right and he's in the plane and he's like well, i don't really want to jump but these guys might murder me but they could have murdered him in his house for me i think the parachute scene like it was all stupid don't get me wrong i think the parachute scene is like wonderfully tense and that and oh, I, I shut up shut up i'm talking now i think it's wonderfully tense and funny where he gets given a parachute and he says who packed this parachute because like in his mind he's like well they're gonna murder me and bury me in the desert right they're gonna murder me which is what they should and then do. right but then buddy's like oh no no don't, i don't have that that that, that parachute take, take this parachute and then they all do that and they're all fucking in because they're all psychopaths they're all enjoying the living shit out of this because they know he thinks oh they but then he can't keep track of all these parachutes he's been given and he's like oh my god i'm gonna be killed what is happening here so your so your your thinking is that Connor reeves as they come into the room he doesn't know about laurie petty yet and i think if you you fix this by revealing that they've already captured laurie, laurie petty and that uh so that's why he does it that's why he does this crazy shit right because there are because they are they are unhinged they are thrill seekers yeah. I get that but your argument is that he goes in and agrees with this because he might get shot right well he's not or, armed he tries to put he or tries something to get his yeah gun anyway no 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 dressed. whatever like, whatever I, my argument isn't that he thinks he's oh, going to kill him anyway the point. Let me my argument the point. is that it, it plays Sam the, the movie is paced that you're not like no, oh, no, why is he doing I'm this not. what a stupid movie oh what ruined horrible movie I'm plot hole I'm, just... I'm Sam and I want perfect movies where everyone could I would do that and I wouldn't do that no what That's I'm what saying like. what I'm saying is your logic doesn't make sense because he thinks he, so he, it's not my he, logic he, it's Catherine Bigelow's logic shut up a second let me get the fucking point he, he's, he thinks that he's going to be shot and so the alternative to that is to is to go into is to fall from the sky at terminal velocity and smash into the ground. And you're like, you know what? Shoot me on the ground. Just shoot. I'll kneel down. I'll look that way. You don't have to look in my eyes. Back of the head, pop. That's it. That's, suppose, the end of, that's the end I of me. I suppose, Sam, the only argument there could possibly be is that he's hoping that at some he's point he'd be able to get away. Some get way of getting hand. from 4,000 feet without oh sam it's fine because later on he jumps out of a plane without a parachute on his own <laughs> cognizance so it's fine ultimately See, it's not as stupid as it could be because later it's even stupider but that makes sense to me that makes more sense because at that point he's he's you know more invested now again i, I agree know, with you cops don't cops don't have consciences you don't remember no. reading about that I... um, u.s cop who was undercover and um for four or five years got married and had two or three children with this woman who thought he was you know a drug dealer oh, or a monster here as well. or something. and then he just fucked off and then he just fucked off back to his other wife dreadful um jesus so that but the, what we're we saying i think we've 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 actually this throats here but that scene is a great scene you're it's wrong. an ama- it's an amazing scene. It's an amazing stunt. Skydiving. I think what what we uh, another James Bond movie we just watched. Skydiving stunt should be in every movie. You know, even even slow political thrillers. Let's just slap. Let's just slap a, a skydiving <laughs> theme in there. Like fucking brilliant. It all works so well. It's fun, it's amazing to watch. And the, and they actually did it. And Swayze did like eighty jumps it all to works get it right. So well. Brilliant. They do it. Again? Move on. Move on. Move on. We have the bank robbery. We well, hold on, stupid, because again, 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 officers. it's stupid because he says, 
you're going to help me rob a bank. That's what you're going to do. Otherwise, I'm going to kill your girlfriend. And we don't have, like, iPhones haven't invented yet, so there's no way of me stopping what this... Okay, cool. Um, so now he's, like, invested in the bank robbing thing. He doesn't get a mask. And you just think, right, Keanu, just play it out. Just play it out, my man. Just pretend to be killed. Just just faint. Just collapse in the middle. Of the, like, you don't have to do anything else after this point. These I mean, lunatics... To be fair, Sam, he's been on the job for about three weeks. What does He hasn't had any training. <laughs> no, I know. You came out of FBI Academy, like, three weeks ago. We, we were watching Literally you the... the target. <laughs> you shoot all the bad guys with guns, but not the babies and the mothers with prams. You know, we literally with, see that in the movie. The little girl with the with the the textbooks, you know, like in Men in Black, like what she do reading calculus. Obviously, yeah. she's an alien. Summing up with that, exactly, exactly. All of it is nonsensical, um, and yet this is a great part of the movie. Like this is where the ac- the action really picks up, doesn't it? <laughs> is your dog running about? It is my dog. You talk. <laughs> while I get Tell me about this film. Yeah, so we have the the bank robbery scene where um, we have quite like a not unforgivable, but we have a a silly scene where um, this this copy wants to die uh, makes this security guard um, basically commit suicide, and they fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> Why is this guy? Just, this fucking this, this fucking fucking cop. John McClane wannabe, like, and I'm I'm certain <clears> the police <throat> training says if you are you're fucking going to the bank on your own time, like, and there's a robbery, you don't get your gun out and just like get civilians shot. That's not how being a police officer works. Um, it's just a bit silly, anyway. But it kind of like leads us into the end of the movie because they fuck up the bank robbery. And uh, Patrick Swayze also wants to go to the vault, which is that not their mo, and that's why they've been successful is because they just get the cash draws. You don't get much much money, but you get in and out fast. That's kind of the whole thing, and why the FBI is so intent on catching these people. So they fuck it up. Um, some of them get a shot. I can I can never keep track of how many fucking um, middle middle fucking middle. There's one left, isn't gang. there? By the end, there's one left. Basically, the when they get on the plane, yeah, there's yeah there's, one of the long haired uh, Bodie, Bodie and two of them at the airport, and then Gary Busey kills one of them and injures another one, but then he gets killed. And Does then once killed? again, does he get two? Busey, he actually kills. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. He's dead. D E D dead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> I don't know where. I swear that that's from something. D E D Dead is from something, and I don't know what, but I find it intensely hilarious. Probably ungoogleable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then we are in the same situation we were in twenty fucking minutes ago because once, See, once this a, is where I am once again on. boarding a plane with these bank robbers for unknown reasons. <laughs> Now, love the skydiving. By the way, scene. he was under arrest six minutes ago. I know. Oh yeah, oh, it's, it's just I, 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 right. So I can't. I'm trying to collect my thoughts here because this is this is crazy. This is crazy. Not only one but two skydiving scenes in your movie. Cool. Fine. Is it a skydiving movie? No. Okay. Well, I think you're maybe pushing yourself a little bit here. I I think really they should have cut for time as well because it's a lengthy enough movie. Cut the first skydiving scene, and then, and then, or maybe have a reference somewhere to like, oh yeah, we love all like dangerous sports and stuff. I, I think the impact of this second one is quite muted because you kind of know 
ah, well, like, you know, we've, we've done this before. The, 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 the excitement of it is taken away a little because we're just jumping out of a plane again and all of that. But this but, time, Sam, he's jawsing it and there's no circus tent. There's no circus tent. <laughs> there's no trapeze here. Him, him jumping out of the plane. And this is, this is where the homoeroticism is just, just pumped back into this film. It because kind of works though, doesn't it? Because he's screaming, he's screaming with it. He's got this gun and he jumps out of a plane and he's screaming. And you're like, "All right, film, this is stupid what, what, as fuck." But for just a minute, I'm gonna. What I'm talking about here. though, I'm like I'm the judge when I'm like, "I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it." <laughs> you better on, be going you're... somewhere with this council. You're on thin ice. Be going thin ice Approach <laughs> <laughs> the bench. Um, <laughs> Well, because that is the, metaphor, the magic of this movie, isn't it? Because you the are me- like... no, hold on. The metaphor, the metaphor is is what is important here. Because they're jumping out, they're jumping out, and he jumps out without a parachute, kind of Reeves does, and he's off down. And and the other guy who's like shot is also jumping out. Of the plane. <laughs> he's I'm like, dead. Fuck it, just leave me in the plane. This just is so depressing because you don't even get Bodie being like, oh, he's dead, or like putting <laughs> him out just of say, misery. Fuck he's him. just like. I'll just strap a parachute, parachute to you. There's absolutely no way you're surviving <laughs> this, but I can't cope with cope with being real about this. He's just—he's already injured. He's already fatally injured. Like you just, you're just gonna throw him out of a plane and then like pull his back. Anyway, did we do the, a good job, Brody? Did we? Did we steal a load of cash? <laughs> did yeah, we, yeah, we did. Unnamed yeah, sidekick. We did. We stole seventeen thousand dollars, enough to keep us. <laughs> keep you us. You buy in. six houses with that in 1991, Sam. That's a lot of <laughs> yeah. money. But the metaphor, the metaphor, and this really sums up the movie to me, is that they end up, um, that they're both falling and that Keanu Reeves is, 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 hasn't got a parachute. What do they need to do? They need to come together. You know? They need to fuck. And oh, sorry, they, yeah, they, come together. <laughs> in air, live. Like, they need to, they need to do it and they need to, they need to grasp, <laughs> they need to grasp each other, hold each other tight and they need to fall down. Um, onto the ground together and then roll around in the mud for a bit. And, and I then think Chekhov's knee, Chekhov's re- um, career, football career ending knee, his knee back yeah, into play because he can't get up. <laughs> I really, I really, I re- genuinely really like it. I really, really like it because obviously that's not, re- you know, really what the film's going for, but there is an undercurrent here of that. There is an undercurrent here of this like male relationship and it's not necessarily sexual, you know, we're, being, we're having fun with that. It's really like these guys are kind of there are there is a bit of like a cat and mouse thing and a love and hate thing, but mostly they're just kind of like love each other. Like that's the thing. That is the, what the movie's saying is that these guys Family. are connected. They're soulmates in a in a platonic way or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a connection and, between them and that they like. And the connection is literally diving out of a plane without a parachute because you want to catch him, but also you kind of want to like. Yeah, yeah, you want someone it. to look at you the way that Jaws looks at Roger Moore in Moonraker. Exactly. Um. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's great. And I think it's surprising as well from a 1991 And it kind movie. of works, though. This is what we were getting at earlier. Is It kind of works because uh, the Patrick Swayze character is kind of written for you to like and for you to root for. And even when he's doing all these shitty things, all of his friends are dead and he does not seem bothered. No, he was going to have Laurie really Petty killed, who is his ex-girlfriend who's going to have her killed and he's not even bothered. Like, no. even then, you still like this guy and root for him yeah. and want him to get away. And that's a real testament to the writing of the movie. Um, and I think it helps that you had that gang of, like, 
bad guys who get shot earlier because they draw focus for so much of it where you know he's not out there like he's like a piece he is throwing dogs at people which does seem like it'd get you on an rspca list at the very least um but you know you still like him and you kind of like as a viewer in your head you're kind of making excuses for this guy like he's not you know he's still a a good quote-unquote guy despite you know because he's got the mate who's a horrible guy who's going to kill laurie petty and i don't think he actively shoots anyone in this movie i could be wrong i think it's kind of like a lot of the other guys he does i think people possibly yeah, might shoot the cop in the bank maybe i think maybe yeah that's what i was thinking as well so then we get then he so gets away then we get a nine months later thing and we get some really good setup we're always talking at christmas frank yeah exactly yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) we do we're going international and your jurisdiction is question mark and it's all fine we're gonna have a showdown on the beach in australia why are you here where are the rest of the police i mean there are clearly other police here we see them later on they're just like like hanging back what's going on there is a there is, this is this is the bit of the movie sam by the way that i was like this is a bit too this is a bit too rich so the last time we saw the fbi they were carting keanu reeves off in handcuffs for robbing this bank <laughs> which doesn't make any now, sense now now he is doing a fucking joint operation with the australian police in his official capacity of some guy who's almost certainly been thrown out of the fbi yeah for almost again, certainly third been thrown job, out of the fbi he gets arrested for back, because he gets arrested and after he gets arrested he gets his partner killed and boards a plane and lets the guys get away again it's leaving bodies in his wake absolutely staggering but maybe but, Sam, maybe the australian police they just they love a they love a love story they love love and yeah, I mean, they love like, surfing, listen, man. Obviously, listen, they love, they love surfing. surfing. Listen, yeah. and I also this, this guy's an immigrant. In a platonic and... way, I just love him, and I've got to have. We've got to have our final uh, the, thing. I'll this... arrest him. It's fine, but I have to. It just has to be me because there are things I need to say to him, which you know need to be between a man and a man. And so they're like, you know, you know, you know what, mate? Peace and love. We mate. love, love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tick off, imaginary podcast, bingo, offensive Australian accent. Well done. We offended you... Australians again. Yeah. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. America, we need jingles for that. America, Australia. Um, let's talk about the setup and payoff because they do set this up really well earlier on about like the 50 year uh, storm, you know, which is fucking doesn't make any meteorological it's like sense. Anything though, Sam, it's whatsoever. the mythology of. In the Fast and the Furious, the mythology is that Vin Diesel's there's the car in the garage, the um, his dad's the big car. muscle car. Yeah. yeah, that's the mythology. Is this family connection? Um, even um, that's uh, gone in sixty seconds. I think uh, Nick Cage's dad was a racer has, or something. He there's has it with like the car a, as well, though, doesn't it? Yeah. There's always you, like a like a. It's a, a holy a, grail a history thing. Yeah, it is. It's the holy grail. So in this you know. subculture, you have this mythology, and it really is that. I can almost touch and in this, in this surfing. There's this mythology that like oh, there's this fifty year storm. It's the most amazing storm. Like you'll only ever get to surf it once, and and if you're really into it, you know it's like set up, and then we get at the end of the movie, the payoff where they're at the fifty year storm. They're at Bondi Beach, and sorry, uh, not Bondi Beach, Bell's Beach, excuse me. And they're um, you know he's going to go out there. It's raining like all mother it looks great they're all dripping you know like and that great movie way we're like god if there was water on my face i would have to wipe it off like it's so annoying why just wipe your face you've got to wipe your face how would you but anyway they're carrying on just doing the you know 
talk. Well, I've never had I've never had an emotional in the rain kind of confrontation with a nemesis slash lover, um, <laughs> and I feel like maybe oh, in that you're missing out, man. It's fantastic. I mean, I imagine, I imagine it's just a real it's a real high. I imagine. Me and uh, Ross. You're in the rain. Just, it's oh. we had we had a moment, man. It was it was amazing. Um, but but this is a good ending to the film, though, isn't it? I think this is a good ending to the film. I think this ends up. They have a little bit of a tussle, and then he handcuffs to him and says, "It's over, man. I'm going to bring you in." And then, and then we get the Patrick Swayze like uh, the, the the speech. I ain't says, coming back. You know, I just want to. He has. He talks about you know how much they love each other and blah blah blah. I love you and you love me and let's go and uh, not really, but he, he basically says, "Let me just do this." K i s s i n g. Yeah. Let, let me do this thing and then off he goes and he goes to his death doesn't he he goes to his death like that's the thing we of, can he's presume, not yeah he is he, not because it's absolutely you know this, it's a massive storm you can see there and he wants to finish it off i love how they swapped haircuts that's uh, <laughs> funny isn't it the kind of reason now has his you know short hair and this is where I think the spiritualism and the mysticism and like the, the, the metaphor for this film really wraps up nicely in that that is a great ending to your movie. That they that they he finally catches him and actually what he wanted to do was almost like say goodbye, you know, rather than necessarily slap him in chains and put him in a prison for twenty years. And and he's quite happy. He's quite happy, despite the fact that he you know, he throws his FBI badge into the water. It's the end of his what in what what is like three weeks and nine month career <laughs> as we've established yeah. um, in the FBI? It feels and like think, it feels like a. Um, like, in that moment, he learns that, like, he doesn't want to be the FBI guy. He doesn't want to be like. And the idea yeah, he's going to go become a surfer, go home, and he? he's going to surf, and he's going to fuck Laurie Petty, and that's going to be his life. And like, he doesn't need to be the long dick of the law in the FBI or whatever. And yeah. you know, I know a weaker movie would maybe lay that out a bit more. Um, we'd have we'd have a scene when he get you know he we, we see him later on, uh, and that would be and 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 I think that's it. You know, all the way through the movie, we do get a lot of restraint, as much as we have also like two skydiving scenes, but we also get a lot of restraint in how the you know they 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 they're showing off what's what's happening and this is a great example i think of some of that restraint in saying actually let's just leave it there let's just he throws the badge in it's pretty clear um Patrick Swayze's off to his death and he's going to live you know he's going to fulfill his mission his noble you know the noble life that he wants to lead he's here on this beach they yeah, he's going to go he, and rob Terry Benedict yeah like, exactly yeah he managed to get away, it? and Unclear. Point Break Two. He's, uh, you know, it's it's like a breakup movie. They didn't make movie a Point instead. Break Two, did they? But they did remake this movie in 2015, I think. Wow, really? Yeah, it bombed. Absolutely bombed. Um, I, I don't even know who was in it. Um, I cannot believe they tried that. It's it was a proper big budget movie, I think. No, action filler developed by Ericsson Core and written by Kirk. Um, is a remake of the ninety American German Chinese co-production. I don't think it was that big a film. <laughs> oh, that's that's a lot of people. Budget one hundred and five million that's though. That's quite oh a big my... movie. That's quite a big movie. One hundred and five million. That's amazing. We should 
absolutely not watch this. Why would we do that? Edgar Ramirez. Edgar Ramirez, Luke Bracey, Ray Winstone. Oh, no, Ray Winston. Yeah, he's then he's the only, he, he'll do everything. Shocking. Gambling adverts. That uh, is, anyone else um, on that cast list you recognise? Delroy Lindo, playing an FBI agent. Shocker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the uh, he's the cop in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, 11% yeah. based on 109 and then a load of a load of non-people. Uh, wow. Well, and that's really, you know, that that kind of sum, it kind of sums up Hollywood, doesn't it? It kind of sums up Hollywood in that, you know, we don't as I said before, as I said at the start, Point Break is a little bit more intellectual. It's a little bit more going on. We've we've got like actual human characters and relationships. So much of that must come from come from Bigelow. Who and the screenplay, I think, was presumably like reasonably strong as well, and it all comes together well. It's the magic of a movie where action, I think, is maybe like the trashiest of genres because you could just go the Michael Bay route, have a bunch of fucking explosions, and that's going to get you through ninety minutes of movie a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, when you apply the craft like that's been done in this film, and you write the dialogue well, and the cinematography is good, and it helps you shooting, and it's beautiful, beautiful. Um, locations uh you know not the banks and the fbi offices but the the beaches and the and the skydiving scenes i think that really helps to tie the movie together and be like this you know it's a real summer movie i can imagine watching this in december and just like feeling a bit more happy about <laughs> you know the general sort of like weather and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and it's got that like it's developed that kind of cult um thing as well isn't it you know that that cult feeling of like this is a film that was probably more influential on like other action yeah. movies and, and we get to see the kind of longer tale of like where the more thoughtful action movie comes from and you and again you compare it to a lot of the crap that was coming out around you know even even like Die Hard and stuff which is very much more on the action side like this is more of a I don't know it's hard to describe isn't it and we don't necessarily get as that many movies this isn't like a movie this. where where a cop solves a problem yeah this is a movie where keanu reeves is kind of along for the ride um and that kind of therein lies the strength because the action's happening and he's actively are participating in it but it's not die hard where he's saving the day it's not james bond where he's saving the world uh, it's, it's not, not even copacanda is it it's not it's oceans not even... 11 where they're breaking up a seemingly functional relationship and yeah. robbing a an upstanding businessman um you know it's so there that allows it to breathe and you know you aren't solving all the world's ills it's a very personal story i think that's kind of why it works in a similar way to why bandits is a personal story about these characters and where they end up in a lot more in in more ways than it's a bank robbing film in a lot a lot of that movie and thoroughly enjoyable certainly as a film i'd never seen before i was pretty gripped throughout and and you know you can't say that for granted for 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 a movie from 1991, you know, even even as well made as this, you know, Catherine Bigelow though, I don't really like a lot of her other movies. Like, there's a lot of um, Foot uh, Foot Locker, <laughs> Hurt Locker. Um, I, I, I not really. Interested. There's also that. Um, uh, is it the Bin Laden ones? It's Zero Dark Thirty or something. Yeah, it's. I would agree. I think this is probably her only movie that I really really love. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that's and fine. It's fine to you know. It's okay. If only we could all have one really amazing movie that people like. <laughs> yeah, coming soon to the imaginary movie podcast. The imaginary movie movie. Yeah. 
it'll be like one of those crap Channel Five. It's um, the, the the pornography airs films once, aren't quite airs, on. As once at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the the porn isn't quite on yet. But be right <laughs> after that. So continue, plow through this, and then you'll get to the Channel Five. I uh, kind of envisaged our movie being quite sexually explicit anyway. Um, not mm. porn, obviously not porn. It's more tasteful than that. More tasteful. Is it? But, yeah, uh, like uh, homoerotic. I hope at least that would be oh, my. That... Certainly, certainly. Uh, but also just erotic, erotic. Um, you know. Yeah. Just, find, just a lot of finding like eroticism in, in everyday objects. Look at that slender <laughs> chair. Look at the gentle curve yeah. of, the, it's just, of the Ford it's Mondeo. It's just furniture having sex with other furniture. It's very avant-garde. <laughs> Almost no I, dialogue, and it's fourteen hours long. <laughs> I think we should. Um, I think we should never release this episode just so we could protect the absolute diamond of an idea that you've just. I don't you know, Sam, we released bodyguards. Us. I feel like we've already shot our load. So this <laughs> oh, bodyguard. God damn it. What was that? What was that from? What previous episode was that from? I can't even remember. Rush Hour. Rush Hour. I know that yeah. because it had nothing to do with Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of our famous tangents. Yeah. Well, I, Point Break is a good movie. That's what we can end with, isn't it? And I think if... Uh, you know, Point Break, a movie that came out 31 years ago. It's good. It's pretty good. Certified fresh. Watch. By the Imaginary Movie fresh. Podcast. Yeah, that's it.